Hello, my friends, and welcome to Daily Bible Reading, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for March 7th is Numbers chapters 28 through 30. I love how we continually see a revisiting. We'll see a story. We'll see some acts. We'll see the Israelites went here. This happened. And then there's a pause. And then it's law. We see that again today. And God is re retelling them, the people, the Israelites, about the feasts they are to keep. And it's a really detailed list in chapters 28 and 29. And it's helpful, um, especially when you compare it to other passages that talk about the same feasts. This passage here gives us a really complete view um, a more complete view of compared to some of the other passages. These are the prescribed offerings. Let's name them. Yahweh spoke to Moses in chapter 28, command the Israelites and say to them, be sure to present to me at its appointed time, my offering and my food as my food offering, a pleasing aroma. So there are daily offerings and they are, Israelites are told day and night how they are to offer to God. And then there's a Sabbath offering. And of course, we know that the week started on what we call Sunday, on the first day of the week. And they would rest on the Sabbath day, Shabbat, our Saturday. And then there were monthly offerings. And then there was an offering for Passover once a year. And you'll remember for those who were unable to keep Passover for whatever reason, they got a makeup date on the following month. <clears throat> some scholars, primarily some Jewish scholars, believe that each of the major feasts or holidays, in English we think of holy days, holidays, each of the major feast days that was remembering some amazing move of God was in addition to a remembrance about a historical event, it was also a prophetic declaration about something that was to come in the future. For instance, Passover. We know it is a celebration, a remembrance of how God delivered the people from Israel, from the Israelites, from Egypt, by slaying the firstborn son of every household that was not covered in the blood of an unblemished lamb. Now, spiritually speaking, Jesus, who physically came and was perfect, he was sinless, and he was our unblemished lamb, spiritually speaking, and he gave his life on Passover. And so the prophetic act was culminated, you could say, in the life of Jesus. What was the day, do you remember, in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit came and 3,000 people joined the body of believers in one fell swoop 
after Peter's sermon, when he told them that they were sinners that needed to repent, it was the day of, that's right, Pentecost. And here, after Passover, the next offering that they are told to keep is the Festival of Weeks, which is also called Shavuot in Hebrew, or in Greek, Pentecost, the 50th day. And there are other holidays, Jewish feasts, festivals that are prophetic declarations as well. And perhaps, perhaps, our Lord Messiah Jesus will return on one of these days. In chapter 29, we read about the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement and the Festival or Feast of Tabernacles or Shelters or Tents. These days are yet to come. The tents represent living temporarily in this life. And then in chapter 30, <clears throat> more law. And what's fascinating about this law, and it, it's tempting to want to skip over it, but what I always think about when I read these is how much sense it makes. And what's great is... Maybe not great, but it is great to think about. These words that were recorded by Moses thousands of years ago became, or at least largely contributed to, English common law, which is the basis of all law in Western society. Certainly that's where we get our law as Americans. It's all rooted in English common law, which is rooted in Judeo-Christian writings because it just worked. And at the base of it all is do the right thing. Love God, love people, keep your word. And so the vows in chapter 30 here really go into keeping your word or not. If you're not legally able to make a commitment, you can get out of it. Such as in today's society, somebody who's less than 18 years old. If you're a minor and you promise, you go out and buy a car and promise to pay for it, you can't legally be held accountable to that. They can take the car, sure, but they also cannot sue you and make you pay because you're not legally able. You're not viewed as an adult in the eyes of the law. And we get that in part from Numbers chapter 30. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow. And if this has blessed you at all, please consider sharing it. If God so prompts, thanks. See ya.